0: creator of The Fiends, and host of the Let's Get Spooky podcast,
1: Leanna Van.
0: Hello everyone, and welcome uh, to a very special live recording of Let's Get Spooky, and I am super excited to introduce my guest. He's a director, executive producer, special effects makeup supervisor on AMC's The Walking Dead. Put your what? hands together for Mr. Greg and <laughs> the yeah.
2: Welcome my friend. Hi. Hi, how are you? We had a whole Pratt fall rehearsed. We did I, I fall and trip and explode and it was gonna be ten gallons of blood. <laughs> but the air mortars didn't work. Otherwise, you would all be covered in blood. So listen, it would have. I had paper towels, but I don't
0: have enough paper towels, so it would have been a mess. that was the
2: problem in Long Beach. We didn't have enough paper towels to clean up the blood, so they discouraged us we often, from covering uh, everyone in blood. But no, maybe not. So
0: I am so happy to see you. It's been a little uh, bit of time, but we go yes, way back. We did. We were just talking about this about like seven years, right? Yeah. At some know, random
2: convention somewhere in the world. It was random conventions, and then you became one of the spokespeople for The Walking Dead. Yeah. You were kind of like the face of the show.
0: Yeah, it was super fun. That's a and good, then, that's and good then COVID fun. happened, so, you know, we'll, we'll get back there. So
2: then you were a half a face. <laughs> yes. <from the>
0: show.
1: <laughs>
2: um,
0: but, so we have an hour of fun in store. We're gonna hang out, we're gonna chat. We are gonna share some spooky stories. And if you're up for it, we're gonna play a couple rounds of What's in the Coffin.
2: I already know. You don't know. I do. No, you don't
0: know. But but here's
2: but okay. I I was just told behind uh, backstage that we have to play this game. No, um, I didn't say
0: you had to. So no no no. But it's team. gonna it's gonna be an interactive. Oh okay. Game. I think it's
2: gonna be great. It's, it's okay. All right, it's gonna be fun. I mean, I know it's gonna be fun because
0: I know what's in the coffin, so it's gonna be great for me. Okay. Yeah, I do. Unless you have some surprises in store. Um, So when I have a new guest on the show, I like to start off with some of your firsts, because I feel like we get to know you a little bit more. I mean, everybody knows Greg, right? We all know Greg. Uh, We all know the amazing things that we've done. Um, But we want to take it back. We're going to take a trip down memory lane. To wee little Greg as he was a child. And we're gonna find out what your very first horror movie was and how old you were. Because I think this is a very telling question. We learn a lot about a person by their age. I, I already
2: love this interview. Okay, <laughs> so my dad was a big uh, tech junkie. And we're talking about like 1970s tech, which is like real to real VHS or real to real. It, it was kind of crazy. There was one store in Pittsburgh called Opus One and they sold VCRs. So, VCRs,
0: everybody know? Raise your hand if you VCR,
2: know what a VCR is. All the old people just raised yeah. their hands. The young <laughs> people were like, What is this? These like letters they speak <laughs> of. So, we, so what, we had a TV that you could plug the VCR into and it would record the signal. From the Rabbit Ears. Rabbit Ears. Okay, really. Rabbit Ears, not just Bugs Bunny. Yeah. They were like four channels. It's a long story. We, don't have, we have an hour. Anyway, the first two movies that we ever recorded, Christopher Lee, Horror of Dracula. Amazing. One of my favorites. And the second was The Time Machine. So we had these two movies and the trick was the, the real, real recorders were The tape only lasted an hour. So you would have to, it would run out halfway through the movie and you'd have to re-thread the tape. So you missed a
0: little bit. You could never get it back. 12 seconds.
2: But I will tell you that that was part of what made me really good at directing and editing and stuff. Because you'd have to wait till the commercial, If there was a commercial, and you'd have to re-thread. Wait,
0: so you did it in 12 seconds? I feel like that's
2: pretty impressive. I was was really good. So so Horror of Dracula, and uh, with Christopher Lee, so the opening scene with the credits, and you know, dum dum, you know, uh, James James Bernard's theme, and then you see the Dracula coffin and the blood drips on it. I know she knows. But anyway, those were the first two movies. How old were you? Do you remember? I well, probably ten, maybe okay. nine.
0: So still probably too young to be watching that stuff, right? Is there
2: an age? That's I mean, too young? You know, I I say
0: that because I watch I watch The Exorcist. When I was eight, and I'm still terrified of being possessed. Like as a, an adult. The fear has grown throughout my life and I just feel like maybe if I was 10 or maybe
2: 12, I probably wouldn't have been so afraid, but you know. Okay, okay. Well, that's, that's legit. So, I, but for me, okay, so my, the first movie that gave me nightmares that I couldn't sleep was a movie called Terror in the Wax Museum. And it was a, it was a really, it was a cheap ripoff of House of Wax. So, there, this, uh, these people bought this wax museum, and the figures would come to life. So it was Jack the Ripper that came to life. And the, the, the characters in the museum started killing people. And it was like a low-rent version of House of Wax. And it scared the hell out of me. So the only way that I could fall asleep was I would take like, little kids' books, like Dr. Seuss, <laughs> Or, you know, there was a, I I remember the book. It was called Here Comes the Strikeout. Oh my God, kid. And it was a book about a kid who struck out all the time and then finally he hit the home run. So I would read these books over and over again I until know. I finally <laughs> fall asleep. And then my mom would come in and she would turn the lights off and then she would take the book out of my hand and then I would scream bloody murder, turn the light back <laughs> on and put the book back in my hand and I would read it again. Because that was the only way. Because I had Your such comfort. a vivid imagination.
0: I mean,
2: wax figures are already terrifying, and then them coming to life—that's nightmares. And during the pandemic, I watched the movie again. It's so shitty, but it didn't didn't matter because it was the memory of that movie of seeing Jack the Ripper coming to life, and it was so scary. And that trilogy of terror, um, (laughs) which I was terrified by, which. I'm so sorry for the younger generation. <laughs> Those older people that would see the TV, get, get the TV Guide, remember oh, yeah. the TV, yeah. 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 TV Guide? Yeah, Okay, so real horror fans, the TV Guide would show up on Thursday and you'd go through and you'd circle the stuff that you would wanna watch. And if you missed it, you were screwed because they weren't gonna run it 17 times.
0: Right, and there's no on-demand streaming. No on-demand, Kong versus
2: Godzilla, four yeah. o'clock, Friday afternoon. Yeah. So, the TV guide would show up and you would circle the stuff that you would want to watch. And you would just, it was, the, it was like Christmas. <laughs> Every, it was <laughs> horrible Christmas. Black, know, like Christmas. Black Christmas. Black Christmas. Black Christmas. <laughs> and I loved it. And, and I talked so much about the fact that when you talk to filmmakers now that are my age, you know, Frank Darabont and Quentin and Robert Rodriguez and all these people. We all did the same thing. We all, like, you'd have to circle the TV guide and you'd have to really work for it. Yeah, and there I was really that. attribute, yeah. I, I attribute a lot of our current directors for the fact that when movies came out, if you wanted to be a horror fan, you had to work at it. Mm-hmm. You had to find it, you had to, and it wasn't like backslash, enter, delete, whatever. <laughs> Watch it uh, from your iPhone. Right uh, yeah. You know? yeah that, that. That's, didn't exist. You really had to work at it. And you would go to Midnight Movies, and I remember seeing a midnight movie of Dawn of the Dead. It was about, I'd seen it 70 times. (laughs) But you know, they had like six prints, because they couldn't afford to make a bunch of prints. So they'd send the movies to the drive-ins and the midnight movies, and the projectionists would be like, oh, I love that shot of the zombie biting the girl. So they would cut frames out. So by the time, who
1: knows. so by the,
2: like within a year it would be like Dawn of the Dead, the end. <laughs> the movie would be over because people like, yeah. were taking film strips out of the movie, and so I would go to the drive-in and take my my cassette recorder and I would record the audio. I remember recording like The Thing and Creepshow and Road Warrior and Blade Runner. And Logan's run and I would sit there and I would record them in the driveway and I would go home and I would listen to them over and over and over again. And I would just close my eyes and imagine what the movie was. And so that did a lot for sort of sparking my imagination of seeing something that I thought I saw and mm-hmm. then listening to it over and over again. And then I would see it again, and I'm like, oh, I was mm-hmm. way worse with, my Yeah, my that, right? <laughs> Than it was when I saw it. And so I love that. That was like a nine hour answer to one. No, but we're be here that, all night, by the way. That's a
0: great, might, and this might go longer than an hour, but there's no one in here after us, so I, I got creative, um, I got freedom, they're like, you can go a little longer, so. That's good, you
1: know,
2: that's what everybody feels. strives for, creative yeah. freedom. Creative freedom, no, no,
0: no, just
1: thanks,
0: do right our no. thing. Um, so I'm, this is an assumption, but I feel like I'm probably right. You were a Halloween kid, right? Yeah, Oh, yeah. Halloween was your absolute yeah. favorite. So do you remember uh, your, very first Halloween memory. It could be your, your first Halloween memory or your favorite Halloween memory from being
2: a kid. Well, I have a couple because my mom made really good costumes. So I was the Wolfman one year, love it. and so my mom got fun fur, and she made little covers for my boots. I love it, Mom. So she stitched like black fur because I, I I was in Walt Disney World in 1972. It was the first time we ever went, and they had a they had House of Magic on Main Street. I know all these old people know what I'm talking about. Thank you, <laughs> my husband knows the House of Magic. He talks about it all the time. House of Magic, and I bought I bought a Don Post Wolfman mask and hands, and of course the the, the fur was brown. So my mom's like, well, I'm gonna make you. So she got a pair of jeans, and she she made little black boots, black fur boots. And I was so pissed <laughs> because the fur was black. And I'm like, "Mom, I was like, mom the Wolfman doesn't have black hair; he has brown hair." So I was really kind of pissed. So, but I She's wore them, nice. and of course, it was this was the '70s, so it looked like I was like a really bad disco kid <laughs> with black fur <laughs> boots and the brown hair. And then, of course, um, my dad's doctor, so I went as the mummy one year. And and I remember we were waiting for him to come home from work, and we were waiting and waiting. And I was like, "All my friends are like we gotta go out and we Dream gotta drink or drink." Like you don't understand. I had to wait. So my dad came home and brought like five bags of gauze from the emergency room. <laughs> I'm like, Christmas "I'll be right out." And then I just <laughs> wrapped. Myself up. So, meanwhile, there's probably people in Pittsburgh bleeding to death uh, in the emergency room. A bad but, but because there was not enough gauze, but I looked great. And that just so, important because it, now you
0: have this memory to share with I this whole do. group of people.
2: So, I was a really good mummy, uh, and I was the werewolf. I'm going to write a, a short story called The Werewolf with Black Fur.
0: <laughs>
2: and that'll be a creepshow episode, maybe.
0: But, uh, yes, please. Yeah. Um, So I think you mentioned a memory of being afraid from watching a horror movie when you were younger. But do you remember your first, the first time you were afraid? And it, it could be maybe it was a horror movie. Maybe you got hit with a baseball. Well, I'm know.
2: terrified. I'm terrified of spiders. I'm terrified. <laughs> and it's a very no. yes. Yes. <laughs> <I'm terrified. laughs> Who said what? <laughs> no, I'm, what, I'm watching.
1: No, you, you do. Don't.
2: Okay, so. And I, and I know the day that it happened. So we were in the basement of, of my parents' house, and my folks are massive movie buffs. So, like when Planet of the Apes came out, and From Russia with Love came out, and all these movies, my parents would take us. 2001, I had no fucking idea what the movie was about. I saw it 70 times when I was a little kid. And I was like, oh yeah, and there was this weird psychedelic drug trip. I'm like, oh, I don't know. it's like these lights. I know, it's weird. Very harsh. So, um, so my dad showed us uh, Alexander Korda's version of Thief of Baghdad and Savu fights a giant spider. And it was this amazing puppet that had to be 15, 20 feet across and it was a marionette. So I saw it and it scared the hell out of me. And it was like, I was like, before I watched it, I love spiders. They're the greatest. They eat all the insects, and you know it keeps the population of insects. And it's the great, They're the greatest things in the world. And then two hours later, they're safe. Oh, we must kill. We must kill every spider. Like a little
0: spider, but then a fifteenth. I mean, that's I, terrifying. Okay, so then like the next. Of so
2: here's the kicker. So okay, spiders not so good. So then the next day, I go outside in my backyard. And there's a banana spider about that big, and it's black and yellow with big legs in it, I swear to God. And it was the day after I saw Deep of Baghdad. So I'm like, they're invading! <laughs> and it, was, and it was before Giant Spider Invasion, where they made the giant spider and put it on the Volkswagen and drove it down the street. Any of you that know that movie. Terrifying. So little mean, big spider. And so when we shot Creep Show. We did a couple spider things. I actually let a tarantula crawl on me. Tarantulas are great. I have
0: one. That was very I would have brought if I would have brought <laughs> <gone. laughs> it's not in like my backpack or anything. It's if that's even... in the if that's
2: in the coffin. Listen. Guess she... what's in the coffin?
1: It's not. There's no living things because she's
0: Reggie and we don't want to hurt her. Do you wanna
2: guess? I'm not gonna
0: guess. You're gonna just... guess. You're gonna you're gonna
1: All figure right. it out. I have faith in Alright, So spider is so And you're you little. Gone.
2: But, I, but I'm, I feel like I'm getting a little better. We shot an episode of The Walking Dead last year where Daryl and Rosita go to this farmhouse and they save this woman who's stuck in the farmhouse. So they go through this whole herd of zombies and uh, we had 200 extras and the crew's sitting outside and the house is there and they're like, Greg, don't go on the front porch. I'm like, what are you talking about? I can go wherever I am I'm you tell the show. Me. In, until it's due, I'm executive EP, Greg Nicotero, I can do whatever I want. I didn't say that, but it was funny. I'm, this is the common dialect. However, they're like, don't go on the porch. And I'm like, wow, what are you doing? The, the house was infested with spiders? And and in Georgia, there was this big news story about like these spiders that would and all the webs and everything. There were like Spiders this big all over the house.
0: I mean, that's I have a tarantula and I, I would generally say that I love her very much But if there's a little house spider Is her name is, Mrs.
2: Greg Nicotero?
0: No, I, that's a <laughs> missed opportunity on my part. Her name is Booty because she has a big old booty.
2: <laughs> I think I like her. Right. Maybe
0: you can meet her someday, but she's, I promise you she'll have a cop. Um, but if I was in the house and with spiders,
2: I'd probably not be okay with it. Yeah, it was kind of freaky. but I love that the crew's like, they all know. Yeah. Like, we were scouting locations once. I was, cause you know, in the, at the studio where we shot the show, we had a big back lot. And we would film like all the scenes, you know, with Negan scene and uh, like when Carl got shot by Otis and i like, oh, we shot it all in the back lot, so if you ever came to Sonoy, I'd be like, yeah, we shot, there, we shot 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 there. And we were driving through the woods one day, looking, I was scouting to direct an episode, and I saw a spider web, like, as the golf cart. I jumped out of the golf cart. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, I don't oh, so no, sorry, I'm like, I don't care. And the guy who was driving was like, Greg, so... <laughs>
0: I don't spider, know. I just saw the web and <laughs> I saw the. Wait, you just saw the web getting into the spider? No, ah.
2: <laughs> because the spider was inevitable. You know, I mean, I. Can I, we I on. Yeah, we're, we're
0: done talking about spiders. All right. So your career has been insane. I mean, you've worked on some pretty killer stuff, from assisting Tom Savini to now you're at the helm of the world's biggest franchises, The Walking Dead and Creepshow. Tell us about that journey,
2: because, amazing. It's amazing. Wait, so this is a 25-year question? Yes,
0: but uh, uh, we're, we're not gonna do the, like, a, just a recap, brief recap.
2: Yes, okay, so, um, it's been great. It's, it's really been, it's been so much fun. You know, I met, uh, ironically, I met George Romero. I was in a restaurant in Rome, my parents, it was the first like, time we had ever been to Europe, and uh, George was there having dinner. And I knew who he was because I lived in Pittsburgh, and Night Living Dead. And, and uh, ironically, uh, my uncle was an actor at the time, and he was in The Crazies. So he gets killed in The Crazies, and he wrote one of the first articles about George in Cinefantastic magazine. So I saw George eating dinner at the table next to us, and I went over and I went, hey, uh, I'm Greg Nicotero, you know, my Uncle Sam. And he went, oh, yeah, so we talked for a while. He said, oh, we should come visit. You know, my office is downtown Pittsburgh, 247 Fort Pitt Boulevard, you should come visit. So literally. I you remember
1: the address. Of right? course I remember the address.
2: So we flew home and like the next day I'm like, mom, dad, can I borrow the car? And I probably drove like to George's office Right when I got back, but he was one of those people that just was like, yeah, I come by any time. And the craziest thing, and I'll show all of you the video on my phone later. Um, <laughs> so they offered me a job as a production assistant on Creepshow when I was 17. And I said, well, that's really, that's great. but." I'm getting ready to go away to college. I'm going to be a doctor. Because I'm following my dad's footsteps, and I'm going to save people's lives. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: you're
2: saving lives, you did right. Yes, yeah. yes. So, you know, real blood. So anyway, I said, look, I really appreciate that, but honestly, I can't, I can't, I can't. So they said, well, look, if you want to come visit, come by the studio anytime. They were shooting in Monroeville, Pennsylvania, right where they shot Dawn of the Dead it was down the street. So I would go visit the set. And the first time I went to visit, I, I'll never forget this. I drove out. It was They had rented an old high school. The offices were in the high school, and the sets were built in the gymnasium. So I parked my car, and I'm like, I don't know where I'm going. So I walk into the gymnasium. And I walk, and I see all this wood and these struts. And I walk around the corner, and I'm in the set, which I would later find out was the crate. There was a big swath of blood on the floor, and it was like the the checkered green and white floor. And I went, this is so cool. Like, one minute I'm standing there looking at the backs of the back of like all this wood, and then I walk around and I'm in another world. So that's where I met Tom Savini for the first time. I met Tom at that visit. So I would drive there on weekends and hang out while Tom was building Fluffy. And he was building the effects for creep So I became sort of part of the crew mm-hmm. as a fan, like a 17-year-old kid. And they never, they were, you know, like nowadays they were like, get that kid out of here. You, <laughs> Who are where's you? Where's your NDA? Do you have an NDA? And where's your past? Yeah. But back then, like they didn't, they like loved that kids would come and hang out. Right, right. So that was my first experience was going to visit the set of creep so, I go off, I do three years of college, I'm really smart, wow. um, I did great. Round and of applause then, for you, round of applause, yeah. I've been you know, you didn't have to clap. <laughs> I don't want your sympathy clap. Um, so then, this summer of my senior year, this is the funniest thing, and I'll make this story short, but, so I'm interning at in different hospitals, so I'm working in Pittsburgh, and I'm like one, one day I'm working in cancer research, and one day I'm doing cardiology, and one day I, I go in uh, and I work surgery, so I'm watching the doctors do it. Cut the stuff open, and I'm standing right there smelling all the burning flesh from the And then the next day they go, hey, so we, we got uh, a green light on day of the day. And I went, see ya! And I just literally bolted from my pre-med career and I like, had lunch with George and he said, do you want a job? And I said, yes. So I drove home, got a speeding ticket on the way home. I was so excited. <laughs> and I went and told my mom and dad, I'm like, hey, so remember this pre-med doctor thing that you spent all this money on? You, know, you want me to take over the family practice? And I'm destroying the Nicotero name forever. Um, I said, I, I'm going to take a semester off school and I'm going to work on this movie. My folks went, great. They were so cool about it. And this was before. By the way, you know, you guys live in a world where everybody embraces us loving this shit. 40, 50 years ago, people didn't embrace it. Like yeah. I was like the weirdo. I was like the kid who loved horror movies and nobody understood. So the fact that now we get to come to conventions and celebrate it, this is a big deal. Big yeah, deal. Absolutely because right. when yeah. I was a kid, nobody. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's really, it's really kind of cool because I loved Star Trek and I loved Lost in Space and I loved all this horror stuff. I took girlfriends to the movies and they're like, yeah, it was really nice knowing you. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye. Don't call me. It was so strange. Yeah. So now we're in this uh-huh. world where people celebrate and everybody's here. But when, when I was younger, they didn't know how to process people that loved the gory stuff. Well, it
0: why was did you? Just, you know, why did you like it? You should like this around Halloween time. Now you have that one day, and after that, you're just weird if you still continue to. Yeah.
1: Want to dress up? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you
2: you could like it for Halloween, and then after Halloween, it's like, well, it's Christmas time. So yeah. I'm, I'm, it's really interesting to me that I feel like I at that time in my life, which was late '70s, early '80s. It was right before the explosion of American Wild from London mm-hmm. and the thing and the howling yeah. and Rick Baker and Rob Bottin mm-hmm. and Tom Savini and and I feel like I was there right before all that stuff happened and it was really fascinating because I moved to LA in 1985 and at that point that's all everybody wanted to talk about yeah. was Stan Winston and Rick Baker and makeup effects and creatures and horror movies because. They exploded on the scene between, you know, Friday the 13th and Dawn of the Dead onward and still to this day. So I feel like I was fortunate because if that explosion hadn't happened, I would have been that kid.
0: You would have done that movie and been like, well, maybe I'm going (laughs) to go back to med
2: school. Or the kid who nobody understood. Yeah. Like why I thought it was cool. So thank you guys all for... Thinking it's cool, I got you, it's cool.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And also, just the love in this room
0: and the love in this convention. I mean, we've had a couple of years off, but walking into the doors, we were setting up uh, yesterday, and just walking in the doors, that energy you feel, and everyone is so happy and smiling, so thank you to all of you for yeah. coming here and supporting Greg and supporting Midsummer Stream. We, we wouldn't be here without you, so, yes, thank you. It's pretty great.
2: And I, and I have to say that, for the last 12 years, I've been in Georgia every summer, filming The Walking Dead. So, this is the first summer in 12 years. I've been home. Right. So like, damn, it's hot here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was like, hey, I it's I was totally like brutal, it's, Georgia's, I know, but I'm... But like, you're I'm used still. to it. You're used to the... So I was like, why is it? I don't remember it being so hot. And I think my wife went, you haven't been here in yeah. 12 years. <laughs> I, <laughs> you forgot. So, I'm excited to be here, because I've always love this show but i never got a chance to be here so i'm walking around going this is so it's so the
0: best show it's the best it's so much the best um so i want to get into so i am a lover of all things spooky all things paranormal um i've done a lot of ghost hunting and a lot of your work has taken you to historical places haunted places have you ever had any sort of experiences
2: okay so Yes, and it's really, I'm it's, so a, glad it's, Andrew, yeah. it's a really funny story. So um, there's a movie that John Carpenter directed called The Fog. So those of you that have seen The Fog, okay. So there's a house in The Fog that Mrs. Cobrintz, who's the babysitter of the little kid, and it's on this lake in Point Reyes. So she's watching Adrian Barbeau's kid, and the fog bank comes in, and you hear Loki going, Mrs. Cobritz, and she opens the door and <laughs> she gets killed. <laughs> cut two, that's a movie term, by the way. Um, cut to, several years later, we're doing a, a remake of Village of the Damned that John Carpenter directed. So we go to Point Reyes, where they shot the fog, because John loved, uh, John had a house up there with Deborah Hill years and years ago. But they're like, oh, we have a house for you to stay in. And I said, oh, that's cool. Like, what house? And they went, oh, it's this. So the uh, production assistant drops me off in this driveway of this house. And I walk up, and I'm like, it looks weirdly familiar. I've seen this before. So I open the front door, and there's a front porch that had about 200 crosses nailed to the (laughs) wall. And this is the, they're like, hey, this is the house you're going to stay during production. And I went, oh. were these here? Did and they said, it? oh, well, the woman that owned the house who died here put those up before she died. <laughs> <laughs> and I went, huh, okay. So I wish I had pictures, because that was before cell phones. I don't have any photos of it. So we walk in, and it's the house from the fog. It's the house where the woman gets killed and the little kid is hiding and then Jamie Lee Curtis and Tom Atkins save him. So we go in and they're like, oh, this is the house, and you know, yeah, you
1: know. And meanwhile, in your mind, died. you're like, oh, God. <laughs> and so the
2: woman died into... <laughs> here. But meanwhile, so I was like, okay, great. So we go to the grocery store and I'm putting, I open the cabinet, there's food there. There's, it's like the, an they left everything. <laughs> yeah. Like, when well, the woman died they're just like, yeah, it's all fine. Just it was really- like, like medicine and like old rusty food and medicine. Medicine in the in the cabinet in the bathroom, hmm. and I took all of it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is maybe why this you story were, gets weird. Out. You were almost a doctor, so you would so, know what to do. With yeah, it. I went. Yeah, this is fun. Yeah, you know, fine. so okay. So one night, so I'm like, all right. So they're telling me a woman died in this house. There's all the crosses. There's all this weird stuff. So one night, and, and it was on the 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 water. Was, went out to the ocean. So when the tide would come up, it was water from the ocean. And at night, the rats that lived under the house would scurry around as the water would come up. Great house. I'm like, can I get a better house, you guys? <laughs> <laughs> so one night I go to bed and I and I lay down and I close my eyes and I'm there and I can hear the rats running around I can hear the water rising and I can hear all the stuff. And I felt this like Face, like literally right here. I can feel like you know if you close your eyes and you can feel the movement in like the Like something's air. close to you. Yeah. 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 And it was there. And it was a, there was something right there and I was like, okay, something's there. Where were you? Like were you laying down? I was laying down, laying down. I was in bed. But I'm laying there and I'm in this back room, which is probably her room. And for about two minutes okay. it was there. It just kept moving around you just open, stayed, you didn't move? No, I didn't open my eyes because uh, in my head, of course, my imagination is pretty magnificent. It's, <laughs> like, so I'm like, whatever I imagined, she was probably like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> but in my head, it was like Bernie Wrightson. <laughs> <and laughs> so she a very nice lady. We did give her a chance. She
0: probably was like, yeah, trying to wait. I got some medicine
2: for you and the crusty food in the couch. I know. <laughs> anyway, so now? that might have been the last night I slept in that room. Yeah, so sure. then I slept on the couch in, with You the stayed rats. in the house, though. I stayed in the I house. I mean, it's a and pretty good house. And then we went back to LA, and we came back, and I'm like, motherfuckers, I want another house. <laughs> don't make me stay in that house again. I'm not staying in that house again. So I had a different house. But it was <laughs> it was one of the first times where I it was there, and I was like, okay, do I want to open my eyes? Because whatever I see, so I just chose to just, just let, let it, be. it be.
0: But you felt something. Yeah. Felt something. That's great. Yeah. I love that. And then the next day,
2: my wallet was empty. She took all my money, all my per diem, my car keys were gone. I was I, mean,
0: I mean, she was just trying to distract you. Yeah, I heard my car go, <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. That's great. That's
2: great. That last part was not true. <laughs> but it was a, I mean, I, I guess
0: it wasn't really a pleasant experience, but it wasn't like a scary experience. Oh, I was, or were
2: no, you scared? I was pretty scared. Were you? And you
0: were alone,
1: so I guess that could be a little yeah, scary. Yeah,
2: in a house where, with 200 crosses, I was expecting fully to walk out and see all the crosses, and they would all they be would like, <laughs> right? So I'm like, I'm going out the back door. Yeah, I'm not even going to so walk the they're like, hey, the, crosses. Car's been, the car's been out front for 10 minutes. I'm like, I, mean, yeah,
0: I uh, yeah, see you later. It was really freaky. I mean And John
2: laughed at me. John Carpenter was like
0: <laughs> Do you think it was on meeting? It was on purpose? They're like, Oh, we're gonna we're gonna get him that house. We you know probably. Town, I'm
2: sure John went, Nicotera would appreciate this yeah. house.
0: And you're like, No, I don't. Yeah,
2: like, i don't like it. At all. Yeah, no, no, thank you. you. So That's a funny
0: story. As a person who creates You create literal fear for people in very different ways, depending on how people interpret your films and your shows. Um, What is your biggest fear, besides spiders? We know you're afraid of spiders. Well, I
2: don't don't know. I don't know. I'm not afraid of much other than that. Just spiders. Yeah, because I realize that fear cripples you in certain ways that stops you from doing what you are meant to do. Mm-hmm. And I don't, you know, people are like, what your, what's your movie scares you? And says, Most of my uh, events that scare me when I was much younger. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, that moment that we're talking about from Village of the Dam it was in 1995, maybe. I think because I'd been through a lot in my life at that time, I might have been a little more susceptible to it, honestly. But I don't, I don't you know. I mean, I, I'm afraid of things that parents are afraid of, like your children, your kids being and being things saved. like that, but yeah. those are irrational fears right. that come from separation, you know, like when I'm away from my, my family for a long time, I have weird anxiety about that, but that's anxiety that's based on normal. guilt, yeah. That's yeah. anxiety based on me not being able to be around my family, but like when we're on set, and like the actors are like, oh my god, that terrified me, I'm like. In the chase. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's, it's a good question because, you know, from a, from a sort of deep primal element, I'm not really afraid of that much stuff other than kind of that spidery thing. Spiders, yeah.
1: I mean, I, I, but crabs are
2: fun. <laughs> crabs are fun? Are fun. <laughs> that's, that's weird. Like, so people are afraid of spiders, but crabs.
0: I mean, I feel like you're gonna encounter spiders probably more often than crabs. We're in Long Beach, though, so I feel like crabs maybe is higher on the list this weekend. But I mean, for the most part, I think it's fine. Uh, (laughs) It's anybody's game. Yeah. Two more days.
1: Very true. Um,
0: Okay, so now I'm gonna ask you about aliens, vampires, werewolves, Bigfoot, Mothman, Loch Ness, Chupacabra. Do you believe in any of that stuff?
2: Long pause. I'm thinking you know i'm I, vampires mm, werewolves like that kind of stuff i mm, okay. ah, i believe that there are people out there who invest in the mythology yeah. i don't know if i i don't know if i believe in that now aliens let's
0: go down the alien rabbit hole i'm going to
2: go down the alien path for a little bit only because um, it's hard for me to comprehend that when you look up in the sky that there's not Like, oh, there's one planet, and it's a bunch of people who sit in their cars and sit in traffic for seven hours to come to a convention. Wasn't seven hours for me, but probably some of you. So I have a hard time believing that this is the only existence of sentient life. I I, I can't believe that there isn't something somewhere that figured it out and went, hey, we could get you to Long Beach in 10 minutes, not seven hours. but it's, you know I think it's because I'm a little older than most of you and I I feel more introverted about looking back on you know I grew up when the UFO scare and what was the what was the show that Leonard Nimoy was the host? Um, what was it? In Search of. In Search of. Thank you. In search of it was a big deal when we were younger because it was like ancient like the Incas and crop circles and all this stuff. And now we have
0: ancient aliens now. I know, so but much but jokes.
2: everybody debunks it. You, it's easy yeah. to just debunk it. Whereas, but when, the ancient
0: astronaut theorists will give you the reasons why it could be real. So
2: you know. I know, but but <laughs> but before the internet, you didn't have access to the debunking, trip, trip. so you would be like, oh my god, like my dad was. <laughs> My dad's a big UFO buff, and he had this book. I I gave it to John Carpenter, and it was called UFOs Have Landed. It was a yellow book with like red lettering on the side. And you open it, and there were pictures of UFOs. Like, literally. And I loved this book. And I remember we were shooting, I was shooting one with John, and I took it to his house. I was like, You have to have this book. And it was like literally pictures of UFOs, but they looked like Aurora model, Aurora model kits, like with oh. light, and light, but they were so cool and I was convinced that a little kid like oh there's these skills yeah. so I think the idea that there was more mystery to things like now there's no mystery there's no mystery to yeah. anymore but the mystery it's what you didn't know that made it provocative absolutely so I feel like I feel like our generation now, there's less opportunities for things to be provocative because everybody will disprove it within 10 seconds. So you don't even have, you don't have a, that week of like, oh my God, did you hear that an alien ship landed? Like, when we were young, like, oh my god. I remember specifically, I have a scar on a scar on this finger right here. See the little scar yeah. right there? So when I was really little, my brother ran out into the backyard because he was convinced that there was a UFO flying in the backyard. There was a massive windstorm, lightning, and my, my older brother, who was five years old, ran out. My dad chased him, and I stood in the doorway, and the door slammed on my finger. Oh. So I have a scar right there, so there's proof that aliens exist. <laughs> <laughs> right there on my picture. But at that time, like in my brain, I remember... Seeing a UFO flying in my backyard my brother runs like, you know, the kid from Close Academy. Yeah,
0: one of my favorites. Taking off. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I definitely believe that there's something beyond us. Have I seen it with my own two eyes? No. Um, do I think that it exists? Yes. And maybe it's hopeful, maybe it's, you know. So do I. I'm with you. Right? Like, I I want it to happen. But my husband and I have this thing where he always says, if there's aliens, I want to be abducted. And I'm like, that's where I draw the line. Mm -hmm. I don't want, I mean, like, I'm cool. Hey, high five. Thanks for visiting. If you need a couch to sleep on, I got you. But I don't want to be abducted. Do you want to be abducted?
2: No, I'm all right. Well, look, if they 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 abducted me. If they abducted me and they took my bed, my dogs, My iPad. There's criteria. Yeah, then I would be like, okay, well, if you abducted me, but I can sleep on my own bed, I do. (laughs) (laughs) But wait, did you guys see Nope? All
1: right,
2: I'm not going to talk about it.
0: No spoilers.
2: But Stephen Young's in it, who was in The Walking Dead. Woo! It was super fun. It was super fun. And I liked it, and I hate everything. (laughs) (laughs) My review is Greg Nicotero didn't hate it, which is, by the way, this is super fun. Wait, why do you hate everything?
0: I would tell you more. Because I'm always
2: disappointed. Because I have, look, I have very easy criteria for movies. I want to be entertained. Just entertain me. It doesn't have to be super smart. It doesn't have to be clever. I just want to have a good time. Uh And most of the time in the movies that I see, I'm always let down because I'm First five minutes, I'm like, all right, I know what's going to happen. And it's not because I'm that smart, because I'm not that smart. I look smart, but I'm not that smart. But I just want to be taken on a journey. Right. I want there to be some effort put into it.
0: A non predictable journey.
2: And I think with with me, with that particular movie, because I went, Andy Lincoln and I went with my kids on Sunday. We're like, let's go see No, because Stephen's in it, so we got to go support Stephen. And we had a great time. And then you know the funny thing about it was we got home and we went to dinner and then we just kept talking about it. And that's in my opinion, that's a successful movie. For you. So of course we texted Stephen and we asked him all the questions that we didn't get because <laughs> we're not that smart. And he explained everything. And that's great. And we went, thing about that. oh my god, that makes so much sense. So if anybody has any questions about knowing, right. come talk to me. I'll tell you what I know. Fill Stephen filled me in on all the good Jews. And it made sense. And I went. So smart. It's like, you know, when you watch a movie and then you have to read on Wikipedia and you go, oh, I didn't get that. But that's really cool.
0: Yeah. Well, usually. But I got like, it from the actor. You want, which is, the, is from the source. Right. Usually, like, you watch it twice and by the second time you get the things that you missed the first time. But getting it from the actor. Then like, yeah.
2: yeah, but it's funny because you, you have filmmakers like Jordan Peele. You have filmmakers that put these really unique Things in there, and they're only if you really you're really tuned in. Yeah, Yeah. you're super tuned in. And if you don't get it, you don't lose anything from the experience, but if you do get it, it's like you're getting something extra. extra. So Steven, so Stephen was texting, like, oh this is what that means, and I went, I would have never got that because I'm not that smart.
0: Which is I but it was
2: really cool. So anybody wants to know.
0: It's impressive too, because okay. to be able to do something new, I think at this time we're not yeah. seeing a lot of new, newness, we're yes. seeing a lot of things being remade and old things being redone, which there's totally nothing wrong with that. Um, but when you see something that is, you're like, wow, I didn't think of that, or I've never seen that before, that's, yeah. it's pretty impressive. I mean,
2: I love Jordan Peele's movies because they're so unique. And he, the conventions are completely thrown out the way. And that's what I love about his movies, because they really do keep you guessing. And I feel like a lot of filmmakers could, could take a cue from that in terms of just really, you know, I don't want to ruin anything for people, but I really, I had a good time. And I loved that when I walked out of the theater, I kept talking about it yeah. and thinking about it. And those are the kinds of movies that, that I really enjoy. Movies, you know, I loved Hereditary. Loved that movie. Loved Hereditary, had no idea where it was going. Loved Ari Asher's movies. And then Midsummer, very different. It was such a different experience. And my 20-year-old son went crazy for that movie. He and I went to see it. And, and those movies are, are very, um, they divide people. You either love them or you hate Absolutely, them. Absolutely, yeah. People like, I talked to Tom Savini who, who just hated hereditary. I loved it. I loved it too. And I had no idea what to expect. But it's funny because you have people who either love it or they hate it. And if they hate it, I'm always like, huh.
0: Tell me why. It creates a conversation. Why did, yeah, yeah,
2: why did you hate it? And if they like, it was just stupid, then you're like, I don't Well, mind. then never mind. We're not going to this. We're done. done. We're going to be but I but I I love movies like that. I love movies that, that engage me and that entertain me. And I don't want to know where I'm going. I don't want to figure it out.
0: You're in for the ride.
2: And I want the ride to be good. And if yes. at the end if the ride doesn't pay off, then what's well, well, the wrong Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, um, I think with that we're gonna move on. For this, uh, What's in the Coffin? Oh, I know no. you, you've been waiting. So we're going to do this quick because I know you guys have questions. So we're going to do a What's in the Coffin and then we'll open it up for some questions. And uh, we'll go from there. Are you all ready? Right, but I want
2: some help from the audience. Oh
0: No, there's no cheating. Yes, That's no, it's cheating. not cheating. No, it, no, it is.
2: They don't know what's in there. How's it cheating? No, they're
0: going to know because they're going to see. Oh,
2: just, you're going to show waiting. them and I'll Yeah. Them, yes. yeah. Okay, By maybe, the way, there's a mirror right there. So sh- I could probably no, see no, what's don't cheat. <laughs> no cheating. Hold on, I'm going to put this down.
1: All right. Okay. Do I have to? Should I walk off stage? No, no. You can just stay there. Right. I
2: covered it. Oh, you're gonna put it right in front of me. Yeah, because you right. can't see, so they can see. Oh, you okay.
0: can't see this one. We're doing two rounds. So I'm gonna hide this one. This one. You mean that one? Yeah, you can't see that. Um,
2: all right Wait. Do I get clues? No. Oh. I'm you have that. to do it. Yeah.
0: So there's hand holes. Here in the side. What, so
2: oh, you to touch it. it? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, I don't know how to, you have to explain, Wait, explain you the need, game to okay, me. You need two, <laughs> you're going to need two hands, All right, so I'm, I'm going to hold the my, I'm going to save the audience and put my microphone down. Okay. okay.
0: So, this is how this game works, there's two handfuls on the side of the coffin, right. there's an item that is on a a, a raised platter, so you're going to go in there and you're going to feel it, and you're going to have to do some like work to
2: figure out what it is. I'm going to hold this. and I'm going to hold this. Is this like something you got at the hotel when you check in?
0: No. <laughs> no, it it wasn't just my suitcase. The,
2: it's just this, right? Well, you have to,
0: okay, open the bag. and You're going to get a hint. Oh, I have to open, open, open the, the bag. Oh. <laughs> I
2: thought you had an
0: x-ray vision. I
2: thought you would at least see. Well, if if I had x-ray vision, I would know what it was. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, yeah, I don't think you can see it there. No, I can't. Okay. All right. I don't know how to fly. Do you need help? I think we might. Oh, hold up. So I'm just gonna <laughs> going to continue what does someone know? What?
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: Kelly's going to help. Just do don't it. chop
2: my fingers off. Okay.
0: Just don't let him see it, though, either. Just
2: no one can see it? No, he can't. Oh. Everyone, everyone else Everybody can else see it, right? You guys already is. know what it is. Oh, there's Anybody there's no that hard. knows sign language, just sign <laughs> it to me. No cheating. Hey! Oh, huh? no.
1: No cheating. There we go. Okay.
0: So, Now she's gonna put the item. You
1: have to. There you go. That's your only
0: Uh hint. Do you want a hint from the audience? No, no. Okay, all right. You said you wanted help. Thoughts, comments, concerns.
2: I'm just thinking. Okay, so there's little flippers, (laughs) and then there's, there's little feet. Yes, there's little feet. It's a, sp- it's not a starfish. It's not a starfish,
0: but it does have little feet, and it... I'm trying to
2: pull it to see if it like makes a noise like or No, that, that's attached. Yeah, it's attached. It's attached. What is it? Wait, what's your little boy? <laughs> what? That's called No, it's not. Look, he's gonna help me.
0: You want to give him a hint?
1: Give me a hint. Give him a hint. <laughs> he it's something adorable. Uh, is
2: it you? <laughs> Okay. Oh, it's a grandma.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. You
1: It's yours. Worse. Oh, it. Here, catch.
2: Yeah. By the way, there's something adorable, and I said, "Is it you?" That was pretty good. Yeah. I What's your name? Yeah. You did great, man. Thanks for your help. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I want that back when we're done. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. Right. Okay. A gremlin. Oh, wait, no. Wait. Oh wait. Okay, wait, hold on. The next
1: thing is. Was that you in
2: your suitcase?
1: She's was. like it's
2: stuff that was in my suitcase. I'm like, well, that's not <laughs> my... I mean, it sucks. <laughs> Toothbrush. <laughs> no. This, this
0: next thing was, was not it? in my suitcase, but I did get it at the
2: hotel. Uh,
1: and oh. <laughs> <laughs> And there's mean.
2: Uh, it's it's not potato salad. It's not potato salad. But it feels like potato salad. That's fair. It's in. It's, it's in, like dip. It's like.
0: I mean, I think I can give that to you because technically it is a dip. Can you? Any other? What kind of dip? Maybe you can smell. <laughs> 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 you guys can't see his face.
2: Oh <laughs> I, I just smell, I don't know what it is. Um, it
0: is. you said dip, so that's close enough. Is that
2: good? Do I win? You win, but let me like, give
0: you get a paper towel. No, what is it? What kind of dip is it? So it's actually um, a tuna salad with cracker pack of paper I towel. I, I <laughs> thought
1: it was tuna.
0: Like, what's gross, but also like not super gross? No, I towels. for dinner. Did so. you? I don't tuna. That's though. why when I
2: smell my finger, it smells like my salad, my tuna salad. Yeah, there's also there. wet wipes, that's and right. that's yours. Sure. Right. Uh, he's like time. And it's alright, it's fine. And it was just freshly opened, so you can eat it if you actually Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I have <laughs> the crackers. It would have been better if it was like three
0: weeks old. <laughs> old crusty tuna. Um, so does anyone have questions? I think, I know we're a little bit over, but are we okay for a couple more minutes? Yes, I don't think anyone's yes. kicking me out. Okay. We're good. Any
2: questions? This guy's ready to explode. You can just stand up. Okay. Yes. Uh, not, not a question, but a, a confession. Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> 30
0: years ago, I interviewed you, uh, Robert, and Howard at the Wait, stop. tell me your name. Rod Reed. Okay. Uh, it was for the Deadbeat. Oh, Deadbeat Magazine. Yeah. And uh, the confession is, even though we uh, hired a crew and rented cameras and
1: paid for tape and edited, edited it and sold it at conventions, it was really just to meet people that we loved.
2: <laughs> and that was, that was our doorway Aww. in. Well,
0: like you said, they liked having kids on set. I'm one of the kids that was basically on
2: your set, so thank you. Oh, that's a good story. <laughs> thank you. So, um, can we have the police come and arrest him? <laughs> <laughs> Trespassing. No, I remember, I still have the VHS of that. VHS? Of the de- Wait, who VHS. else was it? You? Anthony. Anthony Ferrante. Sharknado. That's right. Who, by the way, has asked me like ten times to do a cameo in Sharknado. Oh, <laughs> I'm telling I would do it. But every time he's like, yeah, we're shooting in August. I'm like, oh, I can't do it. That's right, deadbeat magazine. Wow. I thought you were going to say that you had came with a camera crew and then you shot the <laughs> whole thing and you forgot to put film in the camera. <laughs> so that's what I, that's what I thought you But I know you didn't because I have the VHS. Well, hello. So, thank you. Yeah. Oh, that was nice. Alright, follow that, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. Um, <laughs> uh, over there. Tall, handsome guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, you. <laughs> Are your zombies, do you have like a zombie book of just your ideas and stuff that you want to do? Because you've done like hundreds of unique zombies when you like reinventing zombies. Is there like a book or something that you will like eventually have release of just all the concept for it? Or you know, it we, interesting, that's a good question. We, you know, they just released an Art of the Walking Dead universe book. They're great. And we had talked about doing just a zombie book. Because I have thousands of photos, like, uh, from every season that would just be a book just about the different zombies. Because we would sit in the train and be like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if, like, somebody was getting attacked by a zombie and they stabbed it with a knife, but then they died and they left the knife in the shoulder. And then we did that in an episode with Rick. And Rick grabs the knife, I think it was season five, episode two. <laughs> um, and then he pulls the knife out and... Kills the zombies, so we would just come up with all this crazy stuff. And early in the show, now my fingers smell like. T- okay. Also, it was, it's,
0: it's chicken salad. I thought it was tuna. Well, whatever salad. it is. Use the wet wipe. That's like.
2: I use prepare. the wet wipe. It's I also hard. look. At, it's very pungent. I also have <laughs> this really cute
0: thing, and it has a fresh new sanitizer, and oh. it's pumpkin. So you can use that, and then not Why did you like... put
2: that in? <laughs> I don't
0: know, Why because... put
2: something that's not going to stain my fingers for a month? Listen,
0: I'm just trying to challenge you. Challenge So,
2: um, anyway, but that was, you know, when we did the first couple seasons of the show, and it was Frank Darabont yes. and I, you know, we, we were such lovers of the genre that everything we did was to pay tribute. Have you seen the trailer for the last chunk of The Walking Dead? It was on Yep. So there's a beat where zombies are like using rocks, and everyone's like, "Oh my God, they're they're evolving." I'm yeah. like, "Yeah, but when we did season one, episode two, when they're in the gro—when they're in the department store, uh-huh. we had not figured the rules out yet. So we're like, oh yeah, just give them a rock.' Chase, <laughs> Stephen, <laughs> and, and, we and Andy down the, down the, the, the street in Atlanta. So you know it's it, it's there. There should be a book because you know the way that we would do the makeups is people would come in and It was like a new canvas every single time someone would come in and the artists would have an opportunity to be like Oh, this would be cool. What if we did this? What if we did that? We're never zombie I need to be a zombie though. I wasn't. We had like two days left. Well, you know, Content. let's make it happen. <laughs> So it it was really fun, and then you know they would come up with ideas in the script, and sometimes they would say, "What if we did this? What if we did that?" And and I would say, "Oh, they did that in day of the dead. Oh, Peter Jackson did that. Oh, Romero did that. Oh," uh, so I would sort of discourage them from doing gags that had been done before, because I had I was such a zombie aficionado that I would like know that people would call us out. Oh, we've done that already. And then after a while, I kind of thought, well, the people that would call us out are probably all 60. <laughs> the people that are watching the show are probably, you know, younger I did I haven't
0: seen those other things. They haven't even think seen them. It's, it's, a, it's a new version of it. You know, makeups have evolved yes. so much since then.
2: Yes. So I would, you know, I would sort of acquiesce at some point, you know. I would I'm,
0: buy that book if they did a full selfie I, with, I, I, I
2: think everyone, everyone would. would. You know, and my phone, okay. like, the funniest thing is, if like if anybody ever hacked my phone and they're like, "We're gonna get pictures of Greg Nicotero naked," you're not. You're not gonna get pictures of me. You're gonna get a thousand pictures of zombies, and you're gonna be really disappointed because no one's gonna, you know, you, you never. Knows, you're not gonna ransomware me. Oh because no! Because no, no. all it is is zombie pictures. I mean, yeah. so but maybe somebody's into that.
0: Good luck. Okay, they can maybe have how that we do Maybe we'll time for two <laughs> more. Two more. So you,
2: dealer's choice, uh, you pick Alright, This girl there. Okay. You said you went to
1: medical
2: for three years. Yes. Um, do you know what the difference between an enzyme and a hormone is? I do. Yeah. Yes. You can't hear an enzyme. What's that? You can't hear an enzyme. That's fine. Uh, that Modern. Uh, I was like,
0: where is this going?
2: I wasn't sure where sure it was going on. It was good, though. It was very good. It was, it was good. good. Thank you. <laughs> so that was your question? Do you have, it was well, good. Right. No, now you good. have to actually ask a question. Okay, so this is my friend Maddie. She's a major artist. She admires you. Hi, Maddie. So my entire goal is to just like get her out of her comfort zone. Okay. She told me not to tell you that joke. Okay, okay, so wait, so hold on. So you sit down. Maddie, stand up.
1: Yeah, Maddie. Give it up for Maddie, everybody.
2: Woo! Okay, so here's the question. If you could work on any, this is in any movie in history, makeup, Wizard of Oz, any movie, Planet of the Apes, Exorcist, what would that movie be?
1: Good answer. <laughs>
2: well, if you have a great portfolio, people will want you. That's the the advantage. So just keep working on it. Thanks, Maddie. Thank you.
0: Okay,
1: we have time for one more. One more. One more. The light is blinding. I think
0: we should pick her because she's a hat. good yeah, hat. Yes, you
1: have a great
2: hat. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Hello. Okay, of all the horror movies on this planet, what is your favorite score? Mm. Oh, you suck. <laughs> I know, it was like, you thought an amazing it's question. That's an amazing question. <laughs> because I'm a massive music buff. Like, I've love, you know, Jaws is my favorite score, but I was just talking to somebody who works with Christopher Young, who did Hellraiser, and he said, oh, he'd love to meet you. And I said, that score for Hellraiser, you know, I'd have to do like 10. Let me do, I'm going to give you 10. Top 10. Top 10. (laughs) I would say Jurassic Park. I would say Jaws, Star Wars. Hellraiser, Alien, um, Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Uh, that's six. Um, James Bond, original James Bond, uh, Star Trek II, Wrath of Khan, James Horner, and uh, oh gosh, Mars What? Mars Attacks. Mars. Is, oh. That's a good score. Great. It's a great score. I have the soundtrack. I don't know if it's in my... Top ten? I don't know. I, look, I mean, because I would probably say, like, Logan's run, Jerry Goldsmith, old school, because I love, I love that score. Like, makes me want to cry. I'll tell you, I went to see John Williams at the Hollywood Bowl last year, and I was I hadn't seen him in a long time, and... They played Lawrence of Arabia and I was literally like weeping. The music was so beautiful and I went back to Georgia and I, I was obsessed for a while, like watching orchestras play classic scores. So I watched, there's a there's a great Danish orchestra that does Good and the Bad and the Ugly and James Bond and um, and it, I was so moved by just hearing it. So I, I won't end this with, about two weeks ago, we were, uh, we scored the last episode of The Walking Dead that I directed. And they said, we're gonna do, we're gonna have a live orchestra, play the music and record it live. And so I went and I sat in the room. So if you come to my table, I'll show you videos. Um, I sat in the room on the floor, I took my boots off and I was sitting on the floor because I wanted to feel the vibration. And I was watching clips on the monitor of scenes that I had directed. And I was like, oh, that was the day Norman hurt his head. Oh, I remember that was a really hard day. That was, and then I'm watching the scene and I hear the music. And it changed everything for me. And then they got to the theme. And I had heard it a billion times, but I had never seen it played live. And it was this little, uh, female violin player, and Bear McCreer would go like this, and she'd go, did you, did you, did you, did you, did you? for like five minutes, <laughs> I, I was waiting for blood to spray out of her fingers, because it was, it was, but I'm telling you, the, and, I shouldn't say this, but, for the last episode, they added a few little flourishes to the main title theme, and it was, like, very jaws and very deep and wall, wall, wall. And I was sitting there going and I looked at Bear and I went, That's different. He's like, Don't tell anybody. I'm like, I'll never tell, You'll never tell. anybody. You'll never tell. You'll never tell. No, no one's filming this right now. I wouldn't tell anybody. But it was really it was magnificent. And I remember going up to Bear afterwards. Because you know when they when they do a score, those if anybody ever gets a chance to see an orchestra play something like this. I beg of you to do it. So they lay the whole score out and it's like they fold unfold the whole thing. And then they do it and then they'll record it and then they'll be, okay, so go back to bar twelve, and the guy looks at, and all the musicians like they all have it in front of them. It's like it's an amazing Rubik's Cube of things that sounds so simple, but when you see eighty people doing it, and you're like, Let's go back to bar twelve, line yeah. seven. And Let's so pick it up from you know. there, and then they stop and they go. Do, 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 do. And you're like, hold on, no, the trombone was off. I'm like, I thought the trombone sounded great. What are you talking about? So it was magnificent. So that's a great question, but you know, I, I, it, music is so so critical to every horror movie, and not enough people look. I mean, I've I've been working on Creepshow for four years, four seasons, and. You know, every once in a while you get an episode, you're like, hmm, that one's not very good. <laughs> and then the composer gets it and takes it and puts some music to it. You're like, ooh, where did that come from? And he's like, well, I got this and I added this. Chris Drake is our composer. And then all of a sudden, you're kind of like, okay. you, you sort of forget. There's a really funny YouTube video of Star Wars at the, the throne room oh. without the music. Yeah. And if you've ever seen it, it's you back and the whole thing is silent, and they're just standing there smiling, it's What's and it's like three <laughs> minutes of nothing, and it's the worst. And then you go, oh my god, the, what music does to elevate those moments. So that was a, we'll that was a great question. Excellent question. I, I just kidding. called on you because you had a good hat, but that was a and good... And she followed I, We really? lucked out because... Ah, so let's do one more quick one because I feel like somebody over here... Okay, one more. Okay, go ahead. I told you to come ask a question too, I think. Um, I've seen like speculation on the
0: internet about what's going on in Senoi and like the filming locations and stuff and I know that's a popular spot to visit. Um, and I'm wondering if you know like what's going on now and if someone wanted to visit, should they like hurry or like... No, I mean
2: they took all the walls down. Like Alexandria, where we shot these poor people, That there was like six families that lived in Alexandria in those houses. Wait, really? Yeah. So most of the houses were empty, but there were like six people that they made a deal. They're like, look, we're going to shoot this TV show. Here, here's a little bit of money. Just take this money and we're going to blow shit up. Done. So, so you couldn't go into Sonoy because they had guard gates because you couldn't get through the walls. And so I heard, I'm going back on Sunday, but I heard that they tore the walls down. Cause They couldn't cut the grass. So imagine like you're in your house, you're like, Oh my god, honey, isn't this amazing? <laughs> we worked all our lives for this house, it's our dream house. Cut to four feet of grass in <laughs> I <mean>, the <laughs> Yeah, and you can't you can't leave and then there's people standing in the street yeah. filming at one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. There were there were people that in the in Sonoma and Alexandria that owned houses that owned restaurants. And we I remember one time we were shooting the finale. The episode where Sonequa turns into a walker and Negan attacks Alexandria and Shiva kills everybody. And uh, we were filming and I look around and the woman who lived in the corner house owned a restaurant, she's like, hey, I brought you some food. Hello. Like we, They all knew us. I walked on. Said, hey, but the walls are down. I think now they can cut their grass, which now they're probably pissed because they're like, not great now once a week. And once a week we gotta cut our grass now. Um, But, you know, everything's still the same, the studio's still there, I don't know, I don't think they're going to do tours, but um, you know, Main Street and everything. It's a cute little town, too, so you should go. Yeah, Yeah, sure. That's fun. If you go next week, I'll
0: be there. Well, I want to thank you for this, not only this panel, but for doing what you do in film and movies, because all of these people in this room, all of these people at this convention, you've done so much for everyone, so thank you um, for all
2: of that, and if any of you, yes, round of applause. Thank you. And before we, before we finish that thought, this was probably the best interview I've ever done. It was, it was smart and thoughtful, and it wasn't, you. it was really, it was really good. Thank you. I had a great time. Like, Me you too. Guys story. You guys have I haven't told yeah. half these stories in a long time, so you guys, because of her, you guys got a really great, um, Thank you. That
0: means so much to me. Um, I am so happy we got to do this. Thank you. If any of you guys would like to talk to Greg and meet him, he's going to be at Booth 148 tonight and tomorrow, correct? Not Sunday. You're out of here Sunday.
2: I'm going back to Georgia he's going back 148, on is that my booth?
0: That's what, that's what I've been told. Okay. Yeah, 148. Um, if okay, not, sorry. then refer to the app or the map or ask someone in a Midsummer Stream shirt. But I'm pretty sure I'm correct. I hope that all of you have a fantastic weekend. You can find me at group
1: 425 and don't forget to...